Hello, this is Rod Blagojevich, and uh, this is a message for Professor Romero's criminal law students. Um, Mabel Romero asked me to send you a message to wish all of you the best of luck as you prepare to take your first series of final exams. I understand uh, this is a class of uh, law students, criminal law students at Northern Illinois University College of Law, 1Ls, and uh, you're now getting ready to take your final exams, and this is, of course, a period of time when well, it's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, challenges are ahead, and, and uh, all the work that you've done leading up to now will be manifested in, in the exams that you take in criminal law as well as in other classes. Let me say a couple of quick things, if you would, wouldn't mind about what you may want to do as you pray, prepare for the, your final exams, particularly in criminal law. Um, this is from somebody who was the governor of Illinois for six years, someone who was, actually made laws, federal laws in the United States Congress for six years before that made state laws in the Illinois State uh, General Assembly as a state lawmaker, did that for four years. And before that, I was a prosecutor prosecuting laws in Cook County and as a, an assistant to Cook County State's Attorney. There were about 798 of us. I was about number 797. Mayor Daly, the former Mayor Daly, he was the Cook County State's Attorney back then. He was my boss way up high. I was at the traffic court and then the misdemeanor branch courts so I never met him actually when I worked for him and then later on when I became the governor and he was still the mayor of Chicago, well, he still thought I worked for him. Um, but the point I'm making about my background is I know a little bit about the law. At least I should, right? And in fact, I went to law school and I did in fact pass the bar exam the second time around. Uh, now, let me tell you what I think you ought to do when you approach this, uh, your uh, studies. To begin with, don't do what I did. What do I mean by that? Go to the law library. Uh, that's something I frankly should have done a lot more of. I joke and say it wasn't only until I got out of law school that I actually discovered I was told there was a law library there. I went to Pepperdine Law School, which is in Malibu, California. I don't know if you can you know anything about that, but that's like Hollywood, movie stars, and the Pacific Ocean. It's up on a hill. It's actually a beautiful place. Hard place to study law. Looking back, I should have studied a lot more, and I should have studied a lot smarter. So as you guys prepare for your exams, study well, study hard, but study smart. It wasn't that I wasn't putting the time in. Frankly, I joke about the law library. I went up there. But I was like off on tangents, ridiculous. And, you know, I brag about the, one of, you know, my, one of my better classes was criminal law and uh, constitutional law. Uh, I brag about the fact that they were my better classes. I got C's in those. And they were better because most of my other classes were C-minuses and Ds. And I'm not joking. So God forbid any of you out there find yourself with grades along the lines of what I had. Don't give up. You can still become governor of a big state like me. Illinois was, is the fifth largest state in America. I was the governor. So if you're not doing so good in your classes and your grades don't turn out as well as you'd like, you're going to feel disappointed and you're going to feel downcast. And you might even feel like maybe you don't want to do this. You may want to quit law school and go to something else. Please don't do that. Tough it out, endure, persevere, hang in there, get that degree. You don't have to be on law review or number one in your class. It's good if you are. I certainly encourage you to try to get there if you can. But if you're not there, it doesn't mean you can't have a good life, a happy life, a successful life, a meaningful life, and be a real successful lawyer. Some of the best lawyers I've known, tremendously successful lawyers, were telling me stories about how they were not so good in law school. Now, I'm not I don't want to encourage you to not do good in your tests. And I hope Professor Romero doesn't hold this against me. I'm just trying to say to those who may not do as well as they'd like to never give up. 
get that law degree, then go out and pass that bar exam. Try to do it the first time around, but, but if you don't, like me, then buckle down and prepare and do it the second time around. And if you can't get it done the second time around, you can always do it like Mayor Daley did, because I'm told he took the bar exam something like four times and flunked it three times. That's common knowledge. I don't think you'd appreciate me saying this, but that's actually true. So look, if you're not doing so good in law school or you don't do so good in the bar exam, look at us. You can be the mayor of Chicago, or the governor of Illinois, um, but hopefully you'll do great on your exams. And so what can I say? Study hard, study smart. Focus on those areas that they're going to test you on. Try to get disciplined on that. And needless to say, you know, you've got colleagues there in school. Discuss the things with your, you know, your students, with your friends over there. Get some help if you need to, if you're falling behind in an area. Outlines, exchanging outlines, that was something that was not uncommon when I went to law school. To the extent that you can get those from some of your colleagues who might have taken better notes in the classes that you did. Maybe they can spend some time tutoring you a little bit, whatever it may be. I know we're running out of time and it's crunch time and you guys are probably taking exams maybe this week or next week and then you maybe the maybe the third week before in December maybe before you go to Christmas but pretty soon you'll be wrapping it up and you pretty much had to do a lot of the preparation now the cramming is what you got to do and do it and uh, as I say do the best you can do it hard and uh, and try to be as smart as you can about where you got to be to learn the things you got to learn mens rea criminal law Mens rea, okay, state of mind. It's fundamental, it starts with common law from the very beginning. You gotta have a guilty mind to convict somebody of most crimes, most crimes. There are other crimes you don't have. You gotta have that guilty mind. In my case, by the way, I'm gonna bring this up. Here's where I'm an expert too on the law. I saw the other side of that law, what was I? Well, I was sheltering in place for eight years in prison. I want you all to know for things that aren't crimes, for things that are routine political things, routine conversations, the necessary things that are done in politics and in government, conversations initiated by then president-elect Obama. Now he didn't do anything wrong and either did I, but they wanted to discuss a political deal. He had an idea of who he wanted for the US Senate. I was eager to work with him and his emissary came to me and we discussed the kinds of things we can barter with in the political horse trading stuff. Later on, the appellate court would reverse that fake crime. It was never a crime, calling it routine political log rolling. And then they upheld three fundraising allegations those weren't crimes either. They used an unlawful standard against me, uh, where in order to convict a politician, a public official, uh, who's seeking campaign co contributions for bribery, it's the McCormick case, 1991, and it requires that you show an express quid pro quo. There were, never was a quid pro quo. I knew where the line was, and so did everybody who worked with me knew. Nobody promised anything. Nobody threatened anybody. I didn't ask anybody for anything. Emissaries did, but they did it my, on my behest. But they didn't promise anything, didn't threaten anything. There was never evidence along those lines. The case should have been thrown out for insufficient evidence. But there's politics involved in the court system. And uh, I've learned many hard lessons. And this is the point I want to leave with all of you. Do the best you can and be good young lawyers with great idealism. Believe that you can make a difference and you can change the world. We need young idealistic lawyers in the profession because we have too many people in politics and in government and in frankly, U.S. attorneys, prosecutors, who have too much power, they're not held accountable, they have sovereign immunity, they can do whatever they want, they can lie the way they do, they can frame innocent people the way they do, they can create a criminal justice system that I've learned through hard experience is not only broken, but is also racist. They can create laws, the Congress did this uh, before I got there, 
They can create laws that condemn black people, black men in particular, young black men, first-time nonviolent offenders, first-time nonviolent offenders on drug cases to 20, 25, 30 years in prison, young men with young families, children, and giving them no chance at a second chance. And then, again, I know this, not from books. I saw it because I lived with those guys for eight years. Same kind of case, same amount of grams of cocaine. White guy gets five years, black guy gets 20 years. Now, how is that equal protection? How is that fair? That's a violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the United States Constitution. It's a broken and a racist criminal justice system with too many uncontrolled prosecutors who do whatever they want and can break rules and laws with impunity. And therefore, what do we need? Our new, young, idealistic lawyers getting out there to do what they have to do to protect, first and foremost, the rule of law and the Constitution.